0: Number five. This is the Trailblazers.Irish podcast for Thursday, September 10th, 2015. Digital.Irish. Fáilte Róif, I'm Conor Moínecóin and this is Trailblazers.Irish. Brought to you by Black Knight, the only Irish-owned, ICANN-accredited Domain Name Registrar. Each week we bring you an interview with an Irish trailblazer, someone who's building, creating, expanding, researching or otherwise blazing a trail. The one thing they all have in common is that they're using the new .irish domain extension. .irish is the new top-level domain for the global Irish community. It's available to anyone, anywhere in the world who identifies with the word Irish. Irishness, we remind you, is more than geography, more than politics. It's a state of mind. The website for the podcast is trailblazers.irish. That's where you can find out more and subscribe to get the weekly episodes for free. This week on the show, New York Digital.irish. And I'm joined on Skype by Fergal Kenny. Fergal, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Con. Thanks for having me. Tell me about yourself, Fergal. Uh, well, where do I start? So, uh, born and raised in uh, in South Dublin, uh, been over in the States for about 21 years. Uh, I came over here right after college on a green card. Thought I'd stay, you know, three months, and here I am, 21 year- years later, three kids as well. And you um, work in recruitment, Fergal? I do. So I run my own recruiting firm called Glenborn, and we're very much focused on. Uh, helping technology firms and marketing technology and e-commerce technology find their sales chain of command. Um, And for the first 15 years or so that I was in the States, I was in a variety of sales and sales management roles with a lot of... uh, Earlier stage and venture back firms
0: and and startups and and things like that. That's right. I was looking at your profile uh, earlier. Um, a lot of which leads to a lot of networking. I imagine uh, when you're in that kind of uh, an environment, that kind of an ecosystem.
1: Absolutely. Well, yeah. I mean, I I think that you know my uh, I definitely have a default setting of of being a networker and a connector. I always like to make connections for people. Listen to you know what. People were doing and think of angles for them of mm. people that I knew that could help them out. So I did that while I was in sales for years, more just for fun, for, for the fun of making the connection. And uh, about six years ago, I thought, thought, well, why not turn this into an actual career and make some money out of doing it? So hence the move into the recruitment space. So it was sort of like a natural Fit for me as a connector.
0: Now, during this podcast series, Virgil, we're we're talking to lots of people, and we're saying, okay, they're into business, they have special skills, they have special um, areas of expertise that they work in, um, but. It's as if uh, people, whether they're at home or abroad, uh, they decide at some point that uh, among their skill set, if you want to call it that, is the skill set or the opportunity or the network or the membership, if you like, of being Irish. And that is something that that becomes important from a point of view of business. Uh, Is that what led you to to get involved and to set up the New York Digital Irish Group?
1: Yeah, I'll... uh Certainly, like, there's lots of networks that you can take advantage of in New York on a a professional basis. I mean, if you go to meetup.com, you'll find every function is represented, every industry is represented. You can find your particular niche. Uh, But, you know, I was born and raised in Ireland. I have a serious affinity to Ireland. Um, I've always been involved in, like, I went to Trinity, been involved in the Trinity alumni over here. I'd go along. There's a regular set of, like, there's different groups over here. We have the Irish Network, which is sort of like more the young professionals, um, the Irish Business Organization, the Irish International Business Network. Um, there are great professional networking organizations, and I've always, you know, ducked in and out of, in, in and out of those. Um, mm. I think what, what sort of prompted me, well, there was a precursor to setting up the Digital Irish Group. Um, when I got into the recruitment space, I was always interested in just generally helping out foreign firms as they look to come into to to New York and Mm -hmm. to America um, for the first time. Because a lot of things that you have to learn on how to do business on the ground over here. Um, I did want to do that for Irish firms, but at the time there wasn't really. I didn't feel that there was a critical mass of Irish startups coming in. So, roll on a couple of years with a couple of years under our belt running events related to this. That group was called Pitch Out of Water. We felt that there was a, you know, starting to get it, you're starting to get a nice critical mass of startups coming out of Ireland. So, um, that was sort of the initiative. It was, uh, or, or the impetus. It mm-hmm. was the time was right, it seemed like there was enough firms coming out. And, uh, and it was a good way, rather than these general networking groups that might have been just broad business networking groups, I thought it was important to try and isolate the Irish people and the Irish expats and the Irish Americans that were explicitly in the technology arena in digital media in the States. Because you can go to a broad networking event um, involving Irish business organizations, you'd meet a lot of lawyers, accountants, bankers, but it'd be like a needle in the haystack trying to find somebody who was in the startup space or in the digital media space. So I thought, you know, there's now also enough of a critical mass of people on the ground where we could set up a separate group and then we could use them almost as a support group for our startups coming over.
0: And We hear so much, uh, Fergal, about uh, uh, the startup and technology culture in Silicon Valley in particular. W- what's it like in New York?
1: So I never worked in Silicon Valley, but I've worked for a variety of Silicon Valley firms um, in the past. So I, I can't claim I'm an expert of living and working in the valley. Um, but I will say that the startup, cult, the, the startup vibe in New York, I mean, it, it, it's, it's extremely lively. There's an awful lot of activity. Um, the ecosystems, I mean, you know, Silicon Valley still has the historical legacy of being the place to go, but uh but new york is i would argue as good a place for irish firms to go depending on what industry that you're in um as any um the great thing about new york i mean you, you can certainly sense the energy there's like a uh, there's certain um you know avenues and cross streets that where which are just loaded up with startups we have weworks which are the you know the co-working spaces hopping up like literally every couple of blocks. You can't walk five blocks without hitting one. Um, there's, a great, um, there's a great sort of like wealth of networking events and people are very open about sharing what they're doing. It's a very, um, it's a pro-networking society. It's less about being closed with your ideas. It's about sharing those ideas and, um, and getting it out there. And um, so it's a great city for that. The great thing about, about New York, I think as well, just from an Irish firms' perspective is that um, you can bang out eight meetings a day in New York, you know, without, without, uh, without needing a car. I mean, obviously you can jump in a cab, Um, but you can be very efficient with your time. Um, It also obviously shares a bit of a work day with Ireland. It's a shorter flight. I think there's more cultural affinity and history with New York than there is with the Valley. And there's no lack of VCs. Um, So, uh, New York is also the home of media and entertainment. It's the home of advertising. It's the home of fashion. It's a good as good a place to be if you want to target CPG firms as any. It's a good um, a place to be if you want to target retailers as any. Obviously, you've got finance and you've got pharmaceutical. Silicon Valley, if you're going after technology firms or you want to play within the Facebook or Google ecosystem, there's no better place to be, but... You know, from what I just said there, you can see we seriously outnumber the core industries that are that have their main base uh, in and around the tri-state area. Um, you know, far more than you know than um, than, they, than they have in the valley. So, I'm biased, but uh, <laughs> certainly for Irish startups, I think it's it's the best default place to think about.
0: Pat Phelan comes to mind. I think he's one of the more recent uh, uh, Irish exports to New York at the moment. Uh, Fergal, um, with with Trustev, there are other um, Irish startups uh, uh, looking at at New York as a place to to anchor themselves in the states, aren't there?
1: Absolutely. No, Pat, and Pat's a Pat's a, a great example of mm. uh, of someone. I mean, he's his core market is going after retailers, financial services firms. I mean, he also goes after some. Um, two-sided marketplaces like Airbnb, I mean, you know, they'd be part of, uh, you know, the authentication um, the, You know, Mark, that he's trying to sort of uh, go after. But, uh, you know, he's got an operation in Cork. Uh, he needs to keep an eye on that. He gets three hours overlap with them. Um, he's close to his family there as well. So, uh, um, yeah, I mean, he's one example. You know, another Cork firm, Ampliance, that's here um, with, uh, you know, there's there's plenty of examples of firms who are starting to see that they don't have to go to the valley, and it's uh, and, and and it's logistically a lot easier.
0: Okay, so you you set up New York Digital Irish. Uh, when was that, Fergal? When did it get started?
1: It got started uh, about two and a half years ago.
0: Okay, and and what does it do? How do you organize? How do you network? Uh, what kind of work do you do?
1: Okay, so our our focus is uh, to help promote Irish startups in the US, in particular in the digital media space, ones that are B2B or B2C oriented. Um, so the group manifests itself in the form of meetups that we, uh, that we host every two months or so. We generally take a break during the summer. Um, and we host events. We host basically fast pitch events. So we have four or five Irish firms, typically four Irish firms and maybe one firm that's founded by an Irish expat or Irish mm. American here in the states. Uh, they do a fast pitch, like a four-minute pitch on what they're doing, a quick demo on what they're doing, and then they come up with their ask. Uh, so they announce to the audience, "Right, we're interested in customers, partners, funding, uh, you know, etc." Can you help make us introductions to you know these people? So they might give us examples of who they're uh, who they're looking to do to to meet, mm. and then. The idea of the group is that we think on their behalf and we see if we can make introductions for them. So, who,
0: who, who else is involved? Um, what kind of, uh, what kind of uh, introductions or what kind of a network have you, uh, have you uh, involved in this?
1: Right. Well, firstly, the, the group itself, there's now approximately six or seven of us on the board. Um, so, we have a core board. They, you know, consists of myself, um, Ashwin Kyo, uh, Shane Lennon. Uh, Barry Navin, um, and there's you know the the, the list goes on so mm-hmm. we have a we have a core board um, and then the group that we actually attract at the events we typically get somewhere between 100 and 120 people at each event um, it ranges from um, senior people uh, ranges we have angel investors we have institutional vcs that that do occasionally come along um, we have a lot of irish people who are in the who are in the space right they're working for startups um working for uh established more established startups that uh, that are selling in the B2B or B2 uh in the B2B arena um we have uh past successful entrepreneurs uh, a lot of agency people who come along to the events as well um so we have a whole sort of like broad range of people and then you know at the uh, we also have J1 students who have just recently come over who are uh, who are here for the year? Who are looking to sort of get their start in the in the space and want to meet, you know, friendly people who are predisposed to maybe helping uh, helping them out in a visa challenged uh, economy that we now have in the states.
0: So tell me about uh, the domain name digital dot First of all, Fergal, when did you first hear about the dot Irish top level domain?
1: So I've been uh, friends with Shane Norton for years. Shane has been involved, and in, he was involved. Uh, obviously early on in that process. Um, so I've been sort of following it through him um, throughout the bidding process. So I've been aware of it for a while. Interestingly enough, we actually did have Shane present the uh, the dot .Irish solution back in January of this year before it launched at one of our Digital Irish events.
0: And from the point of view of the organization that you're running, New York Digital Irish, it made sense in your view to register the dot .Irish domain name?
1: Absolutely. I mean, with a name like uh, New York Digital Irish and, you know, long term, it would be great if, I mean, this model, we'd love for it to be replicated in, in you know, in London and Asia, mm. right, where just people are predisposed. to. Yeah, alpha.
0: I was going to say that because I, I can't help noticing that uh, your, your domain name actually properly is uh, ny. It's a subdomain off of digital.irish. So you have ny.digital.irish. So the idea really could be developed.
1: It absolutely could. Mm. And, you know, and this is... Uh, we very much do this on a not-for-profit basis. We make these introductions for fun. Uh, you know, we support the group on sponsorship. Uh, it costs the firms nothing to present. So we'd love if, uh, you know, if it could expand beyond New York because ultimately Irish firms benefit from it and indirectly... Um, you know, the Irish economy benefits from it and, you know, in a whole variety of different ways. Hopefully, you know, hopefully jobs, which is uh, yeah. obviously a key metric, which everyone uses in Ireland.
0: Is there general interest in the .Irish uh, top level domain, uh, Fergal, in, in your view, uh, especially if you're, if you're branding or marketing yourself for one reason or another uh, as Irish? Uh, do you think, what do you think that the .Irish uh, top level domain brings to that?
1: Well, you know, from our perspective, it's just logical, right? It, it 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 fitted in. It coincidentally fitted in with the name, and it made it made total sense. But just like if I was to put on sort of like to drop my digital Irish hat for a second, um, yeah, I mean, like for someone who's benefited from, uh, I've benefited greatly from being Irish over here, and you know, we have to, have to thank all the people who came before us, right? Who actually left us with a good reputation to. You know, we're basically riding their coattails, but you know there is a strong brand associated with being Irish, right? It's a, it's, it's certainly thought of as very positive within the states, hardworking people. Um, you know, generally the default uh, your default stance as an American relative to an Irish person is your um, is that you like them. Mm. Um, so you know, I think all of those things are incorporated into you know, into the, the Irish brand name. So, you know, online, um, I think it translates well. And I think it, uh, it um, you know, some of those sort of, uh, um, those, those values, I think it's a, anyone who's trying to sort of associate it with those, um, with those values, those ties, that heritage, um, you know, there's no better way to overtly do it than in your top level, you know, domain um, that you're using to drive your business.
0: Um, what's in the pipeline for, for New York Digital Irish Fergal? Anything exciting or interesting coming up in the next few months?
1: Absolutely. Well, I, did, I want to tell you about two initiatives, uh, one of which may require another .dot Irish domain name, so you'll be glad to hear. Um, but uh, a couple of months ago, we kicked off – when we ran these events, we kept getting – requests for funding. People would say, introduce us to institutional VCs or introduce us to angels. Literally every firm who presents does that. Um, so we we reinvent the wheel every time. We'd introduce them to a bunch of different company, you know, companies and, and people. And we got to thinking, there's got to be a better way, you know, than reinventing the wheel all the time. And we've got such a great um, great group of people who are interested in oil and interested in Irish startups. And I think a lot of the You know, maybe the wealthier Irish Americans and Irish expats, um, they tend to get hit up by a lot of Irish charities. Um, There's nothing wrong with that, but, uh, you know, the American Ireland Fund has a big presence. But a lot of it is about, you know, help Ireland out, right, from a charity perspective. Hmm. I think there's a flip side of that coin, which is the opportunity that's in Ireland. Um, And uh, anyway, we we set about setting up an Irish angel network, uh, which we've called the Irish Diaspora Angels. Um, We may change that, tweak that name slightly, but Irish will definitely be a core theme. So um, we'll have to figure out a good domain to tie in with something, you know, diasporaangels.irish or something like that. Um, But we kicked that off in May. We had our first meeting. Um, We just made our first investment into a Dublin-based firm called Like Charity who's actually funded by Tribal VC, um, great business run by Tygo Tool. Um, and we have our second meeting coming up at the end of September. So that's one initiative, which may result in another uh, another .irish domain very shortly. Um, a second initiative was one thing that we noticed uh, was that J1 students who come over here uh, for a year, um, they typically come over here, they fooster around trying to find... A job for the first couple of months because they come on on spec. Generally, they get a job, um, hopefully, um, a, you know, a proper job in, a, in an office environment. Um, but by the time, but, you know, by the time they're done, they only have six months, nine months of experience under their belt. So we wanted to sort of like make it easier for J1 students who are coming over on graduate programs to hit the ground running. So we set up a. Um, uh, we have um, Ashley McMahon and Breffney um within the, uh, within the Digital Irish Group set up an initiative around, um, around J1 students coming in from, from Ireland. Um, it's an internship program. It's a jobs program. So that's uh, – that's, we kicked off a couple of weeks ago. We've got, uh, we've got a bunch of firms uh, who have an affinity towards Ireland who are either looking to take on interns or full-time people. And um, right now, now, we actually need, the, uh, we need these students. So uh, if anyone's listening who's interested in taking advantage of that, go to um, digital.irish and you will, uh, you'll find out more about that program. That was Fergal Kenny from Digital.Irish,
0: our guest this week on Trailblazers.Irish. If you type Trailblazers.Irish into the internet, it brings you to our website, where you can hear all the podcasts and get more information. Click the feed icon at the top of the screen to subscribe to the show, and if you'd like your own .Irish domain name, go to blackknight.irish. Good evening, good evening, and